Blog Talk Radio. Well, alrighty then. Welcome to the For Merlo Show here on Blog Talk Radio, where I'm your host, Merlo. Um, it seems as though we're having some problems. I guess the paranormal is not happy tonight, but we are happy because guess what? Saturday! On Saturday, of course. What's up? What's up, everybody? Yes, yes, yes. Another year, along with being my birthday, which is also for Merlo's Entertainment here on Blog Talk's birthday as well. Six glorious years. Yes, six glorious years. Yes, yes, yes. I know I sound a little creepy right now, but that's okay. I got a little something in my throat. <laughs> All right. So tonight we do have some paranormal uh, seekers that will be on the line with us tonight. Um, pretty much it comes by way of Ghost Stalkers, P-R-S. They are a husband and wife team based out of Missouri. So we're definitely excited to hear from them tonight. And I see all the beautiful people on the switchboard tonight. Thank you so very much for your 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 continued support and support in what we do. We love you. We love you. We love you. All right. So let me ride over here to this switchboard. Let me see if we can get a quick song to play real quick before we come back and Get this party started. All right, let's see. Um, I don't know what I want to hear. Oh, well, I guess we'll start off with this for right now. Hold on tight.
it seems as though the switchboard is going to be acting real dumb, stupid, crazy tonight. So we're going to keep on pressing, nevertheless. So if you want to speak to the guest of the evening, for you have something to contribute to the show at the appropriate time, go ahead and press that number one button, and we'll try to get to you as soon as we can. Again, we're having some switch issues, so just bear with us. Nevertheless, here we go. We're about to kick off our show tonight with Tim and Lakeisha Bird coming to you out of southeast Missouri. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We want to thank you for chiming in tonight. Y'all ready? Yep, we're ready. <laughs> All right. Don't be doing no spooky shit now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um so the people out there, uh so first of all, I guess let's get to know you just a little bit better. So if you will, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name's Tim. Uh I grew up in Ohio and the first experience I ever had with spirits was when I was a child and then uh from there I just hung out. I was a weird kid, I guess. I hung out in cemeteries, and I would fall asleep in them, walk home at night by myself. Uh, mm. Then I grew up, grew up, and met Lakeisha, got married to her, and started writing books, and and now we just chase ghosts together. <laughs> well, ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. So let me ask you this. So, when you say you were hanging out in the cemeteries as a child, um, I believe we spoke previously, you said you even fell asleep one time, woke up the next day, and, or it was like later that evening and you went home. Did did you think that this would be something that you would do in the future at that time, or was this just, you know, it just happened and, you know, it, that was kind of freaky to me, but, you know. <laughs> it is. And my parents my parents thought it was kinda of weird too, but ever since the accident I was more drawn to cemeteries. I don't know why. I just was and I I felt more comfortable there. Uh believe it or not, cemeteries are the most peaceful place on earth. You can't get no more peaceful than that, but that wasn't the only reason I hung out there. I hung out, I hung out there because it was quiet. They had a little fishing pond. You were allowed to fish in it. So I would go there and spend my time there as a kid. I fell asleep there many a time. Cemetery fishing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did uh, you eat those fish too? No. I always threw them back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to eat those. (laughs) I can imagine. We threw them back. All right. So now you and Lakeisha have been doing this for 25 years now. Um, uh, reading your bio, it said that pretty much all of your stuff that you do itself, and sometimes you do it with the German Shepherd Maggie. Now, Maggie, what does yeah. Maggie do when y'all are doing investigations? Well, when we're doing an investigation, usually if she goes with us, if we bring her with us, uh, she'll alert us to anything that's, that we don't see that may be there. And mm-hmm. we know basically where we can set up some uh, EVP or some uh, EMF detectors. Uh, yeah, or video. 
and uh, she she just when she when she gets around something like that, not only mm-hmm. will she growl, but she'll kind of stay close to one of us, either me or Leticia, and she'll she'll growl and start barking. So we know something's there or not. But we don't always bring her with us because there are a lot a lot of people that if, that do call us mm-hmm. to come invest, investigate the home really don't want a dog in their house. So I don't blame them. But Maggie's a pretty clean dog. We keep her bathed and bleed and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, she's a pretty good alert. You know, she's real sensitive uh, to those type of energies around her. Okay. So now when people think about investigating the paranormal, they always think about the stuff that we see on everyday TV. And we know, or I know that sometimes when I'm watching that crap on TV, I'm like, uh, that's not real, (laughs) you know, and they're trying to make it seem like it's real. And then they'll try to put on the music and you're like, uh, that's still not real. And then it just makes you just, I don't even want to watch it anymore. So okay. what happened was, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> good. Well, well, what I was going to say, and Lakeisha will agree with me, if you if you walked around all day with a video camera and an investigation, honestly, and nothing happened, it would make for a really boring show. Nobody would watch it. You know all that stuff's made up. <laughs> you know, half uh, right. the time when, they, when you see one of these ghost shows and it's always, did you hear that or did you see that? But you don't see it. The camera turns to it afterwards. But, you know, it's just for entertainment and money purposes, most of them. Uh, in my opinion, like I said, if they were actually doing real ghost investigating or spirit investigating or paranormal investigation, whichever you want to call it, it would probably mm-hmm. make for a pretty good, it would make for a good film or a show, but it would probably be kind of boring because most times you don't always get things. Uh, You might get a lot of EVPs and a lot of orbs, maybe an apparition every now and then. But I can tell you this, as long as we've been investigating over almost 40 years, actually, it's it's not 25, it's over 40. I've been doing it by myself from the time I was, you know, a child. And she's been doing it from Mm -hmm. the time she was 15 or 16. But out of all those years... I've never one time in my life ran across a demon. And, and these days on ghost shows, they're in every household in America. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's just that's just my opinion, and I'm trying to be truthful about it. Uh, I just don't what? believe all these things that you see on TV myself, so we don't watch them. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch it either. Okay, these no. come from the experts, y'all. They don't watch that mess either. But um, so um, how how do I ask this question? Uh, so like when okay, so people always think that they hear a they hear pipes banging, they think it's something else. They hear wind blowing in between the walls or something scratching in between the walls. They think it's something else. So when you go to people's homes or wherever you go, how do you I mean, do you guys have like a sit-down discussion? How how does the process work? So you come on over to Merlo's house, and Merlo says, "Well, I think there's spirits in here," and then you'll say, "What?" I'll say, "Okay, so what kind of activity has been going on?" 
what kind of sounds are you hearing? Are you hearing voices? Are you hearing rapping on the walls, uh, rattling? Uh, if they tell me they, they feel like cold breezes coming through, okay, is your how old is your air conditioner? It could be tripping by itself. No, these are all truthful things, and they could even have a draft they don't know about. Uh, air is coming through the windows. Uh, if your windows are really old, they will make your curtains blow. You know, you just in my old house at, at seventeen thirteen Chase when I was a child and pushed out of that window. Uh, our house mm. was really old. It was built back in the eighteen hundreds. It was, you know, an old Victorian house. But uh, oh. anyway, we would ask them that. We would check for, for pipes that could that could be rattling. Uh, some old houses had the pipes that run through the attic. They could be rubbing together with the wind from the window. Calls and, and noises. Yeah, and friction. Uh, sometimes, believe it or not, it could even be rats in your wall but or mice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people don't know this, but if they don't know anything about the paranormal, really, they're not sure, and I don't blame them for, for wanting to be safe about it. Again, we asked them, you know, has anybody been getting nauseated, sick, headaches, mm-hmm. uh, maybe hit, slapped, choked, choked or, or pushed around or anything, because mm-hmm. those things do happen too. But And then we find out if they have any, you know, history on the house or the land. Uh, is there any towers close by, you know, like radio towers or or any, you know, cell towers and things like that? Because uh, high EMF readings like that can cause hallucinations, uh, nausea, and headaches and things like that, too. Open. Open okay. junction boxes in your house, you know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so there's a lot of yeah, things we I, check. We check temp temp readings and everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I think I've experienced quite of those things in my past, and um, and even here recently, not too recent, but recent enough to think like there's something definitely else that's going on here. I mean, for example, um. One of these places where I was living here in the District of Columbia, it was an old building, of course, and I there were just strange things happening. People always fussing each other out, just strange things happening. The, the hallways were always dark. They would come and put new lights in, and it would still always be dim and things of that nature. And I decided that one day I was going to go down and, you know, into the washroom and wash some clothes and this particular night, I went down to to the laundry room, and it was very interesting because this extra door was open at this particular time. Normally, the door is closed, but they were doing some renovations and stuff. So I decided to take a peek, you know, just being inquisitive and just being nosy. I decided to take a peek, and I saw some things in there that were very disturbing. Um <laughs> I've seen symbols on walls. I don't need to tell you what the symbols were. You can figure it out. And mm-hmm. we can just go from there. And from that point, you know, all I could do was just, you know, immediately my spirit, you know, just began to pray. I just began because I felt like something bad had happened there. And I think that, you know, they just, whatever was there needed peace. But I apparently I couldn't give it that peace. 
So, you know, we packed up our bags and we hit it. <laughs> right. Time to right. go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there unfortunately there are there unfortunately there are cases where where demons are at foot. Uh it takes a lot to get one here. It's not like you can just say, Hey, you know, knock on their door and ask them to come to you or pay them to come visit on a show while you do an exorcism or any of that mess. But unfortunately, demons, I believe, do exist as well as angels. But a lot of people, unfortunately, get involved in satanic rituals. Uh, They play with things they shouldn't play with, like Ouija boards and, and things like that. Now, I use a Ouija board by myself alone a lot. But I mm. like this mediumship, and I always have. So, I mean, I have that protection, and I know what to look for. But a lot of people don't, and playing with a Ouija board alone is a no-no. You shouldn't even do that. But uh, as you can tell, we've got videos mm-hmm. on YouTube where I've done mediumship, and you can even see orbs in our bedroom coming through the, the ceiling, the walls, and these are all real. This is not made up stuff. This is what you would see if you actually mm-hmm. filmed it in our house. Uh, there's things that get moved around in here all the time. We go through light bulbs like you wouldn't believe. And, <laughs> you know, the dog, Maggie, she's always uncomfortable in the home. She's, she would walk, unless she's by us, and we're in the other room. Like, I can't walk from the living room to the bedroom without her right there with me. She'll walk with me. She'll walk back with me. When we go to bed at night, she lays by the bed, and and every now and then she'll wake me up growling. But it's just because she's afraid, and she don't know what they are. But Mm. she alerts us to whenever something's around, which is there's always something here 24-7. So (laughs) we're just used Mm. to it. So now, uh, what 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 are those? What the, the, the people that can that are very sensitive? What do they call those? The the normally they they yeah those. So Lakeisha is a sensitive. Yeah, actually, she is. I huh? is. We both is. Oh, so we both, both are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now just yeah, and I I was actually we was both on a show with uh. Evan Jensen on the uh, Beyond the Edge of Reality radio. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the question he asked me. He asked me if, if I was a sensitive. Now, I did this over the phone, and if anybody has any doubt, they can listen to the show through through his podcast, what he had. But I had him to a T nailed down how what type of person he was. And he said I was right on the money. And that was what, about six months ago, maybe longer. He, yeah, he does his show over Facebook uh, at the time. But, yeah, she's a sensitive. Mm-hmm. And just so everybody knows, I'm not a, a radio hog. She's got a bad throat, and she will talk, but she won't talk that much right now. Oh. She's, right now, she's got a little bit of a cold. Say hi, Keith. Hi. <laughs> Kind of bad timing, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just fine the other day. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's okay. Yeah. We take the kids okay. riding home with them. Oh, germs. 
So anyway, okay. your question was, yeah, the teacher is sensitive as well. And okay. uh, we believe so that's how we met in the first place. So. <laughs> so now have you ever walked into a place and immediately you just got these bad, these bad vibes or anything like that or when you're doing investigating, period, you know, you just walk in and you're like, oh, there's really something here and it's not just something Many. wall or yeah. So you've you've many felt times. that before. Okay. Yeah, many times. Now did yeah. did you alert the owners at that time or you waited to get a, a story behind the unexplained? We would wait most times to hear their side of the story. Uh we don't want to go in somebody's house right off the bat and say, Oh my god, you know, you got problems or or anything like that. <laughs> we try not to scare anybody. And no matter what it is, whether it's good or bad. Now, we happen to know for a fact that you can have what they call shadow people, uh, dark people, the slim man, anything like that in your home. They're not necessarily evil. We have a video on YouTube where you could see one shooting through or coming out of one room and going into another, and we've never had any problems. But that's not saying that all of them aren't evil now. You do have some that are evil and, and and some that are not, but even spirits can be that way. Uh, people are what they are when they're alive. They're the same way when they die. If you got a murderer in mm-hmm. life and he dies, well, he's going to be the same way when he dies, and he sure ain't going to be happy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, she's had two, two encounters. One was good and one was bad. Uh Running off in the ditch. Yes, when she was uh, driving home one time. Well, I'll mm-hmm. let her tell you stuff. <laughs> okay. I was driving home one night, and I had my old son, now 16, in the back seat, and I was about five months with my second one. I was driving the road. I was talking to her, and I was trying to get her to reply to me, but she never would. Well, mm. back there, she just had this blank look in her eye and this really scary look on her face. And she wouldn't ever talk to me. She was constantly just staring at me, and it just gave me the creep. Mm-hmm. And... I stopped a couple of times to check on her to make sure she was okay. And then when I went to turn my interior light off, it pushed my hand in and which turned my headlights off and almost ran in the ditch. Mm. And it was like a few seconds after that it appeared in my passenger seat beside me. That was enough to scare the crap out of me. But you being a sensitive, you didn't, like, say, okay, like, just <laughs> start you something all aware of what was. Mm-hmm. Something was wrong because it got to her, and that's when it started to kind of scare me a bit because she's. She never was like that. She was always happy and 
She never cried, and she always talked. And mm-hmm. when she stopped talking, that's when I started freaking out and trying to figure out, you know, hey, what is going on here? And then, like, the next thing I know, it's like right there. And not just for me, but but for her mainly. time we was investigating the uh, rose bed and breakfast up in uh, Cape Girardeau. Now, when we first went into the house, uh, they accepted us in the house, the people that were taking care of the place. They knew who we were. And uh, so when we first went in the house, they invited us into the living the, the living area, and, and right off the living area was the dining area. As soon as we got into the living area, it got really cold, and the hairs mm. on my arms and everything were standing up. The lady that brought us in was looking, and she was like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, right then I knew what was going on, and I was quiet for about five minutes, and then Leticia asked me what was wrong, and I told her and the other lady, there was a fella that died there. He, he had hung himself up in the attic, and the lady that owned the place said, that's absolutely correct. It, what happened was a fella back in the 1800s that had lived there, well, he liked, he had feelings for this other man, but the other man was in love with a woman, and he left with her, and this this fellow, I believe, what was his name, Steve or Alex. Alex? He went up to the attic and hung himself in the attic. Well, mm. he had been haunting the place ever since then. So we went ahead on, and after I told her all that, she said, you know, I was 100% right. Went on then. Well, uh, I think it was down in the basement. We heard, we got EVPs. They're not puppies whining on EVPs um, amongst other odd and end noises. And then when, by the time we got upstairs in the hallway where we was investigating, before we could even get to the attic, because by now uh, somebody was renting out that top part, and it was like an apartment now. So we couldn't really go up there. Mm-hmm. But we went into one of the, the bedrooms they let people stay in when they come into town and stay the night or whatever. Uh, we was on our way back out when Keisha got pushed up against the hallway wall and she was actually choked. She couldn't breathe for, you know, a few seconds. And then we finally got her out of the hallway and down the stairs. When we got back down the stairs, she was fine. So, I mean, we knew what was going on. We knew that because of what happened to him, he had a thing, a grudge against women. He didn't like women at some oh. point, I guess, because he lost someone he loved to a woman. But that's that's the story. Right. It's, it's a real haunted place. It's in Cape Girardeau. It's called the Rosebed Inn. Uh, and if people ever get there, they ought to check it out. Also, check out Lormere Cemetery. It's really haunted. We did some videos on that as well. Yeah, I think... Um... <laughs> I think, um, I, I'm not sure if it was your footage that I was looking at. Well, I did see a picture of someone and they was, you know, it was just like, look at this. What do you see? And, of course, it was a spirit. They were outside in the dark. There was a tree and there, there was a spirit. It looked like a woman or something. Was yeah. that a photograph? Yep. Okay, so that was yours. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So yeah. now 
you saw it with your eyes or was it something that you only caught on tape? We caught it on tape, but when we was filming, Lakeisha asked, because I wasn't looking up, when we was looking around and film was filming right there, I can't even remember exactly what I was doing or saying, but I knew something was around us, only I didn't see it. Now, she looked up and actually saw it, but she had it on film as well. Now, that mm-hmm. female that was in that picture, believe it or not, when I was here at the house and I was doing mediumship one day, it's on video, it's on YouTube. I don't know if they could actually see the whole thing because I think the video was shortened or whatever it might have been, but you could see, up above me, you could see that same form coming into the room through the wall. And it was the same thing you seen in the picture when we was uh, out filming at night in that one mm-hmm. area. But we don't know what it was. We just know it was a female. And if you look at the top part of the picture, it looks like they're wearing some kind of, I don't know, old-type helmet that has, you know, spikes on the end of it or long horns on the end of it. Uh, you know what picture he's talking about. Almost like a Viking. Yeah, almost like a Viking-type helmet. But, yeah, that was at an old burial ground. Yeah, that's where that was. I remember that yeah, I, I didn't see all of that in that much in detail. But when I saw it, I just said, ooh. That's not good. You know, that's the feeling that I got when I just looked at it. I was like, and I immediately knew what you were talking about. You didn't have to point to it or circle it. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody wasn't happy. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Keisha is the one. The one about is the one. Where we took a old this place over here, uh, it's called Old James, and what that was to us, our feelings on that picture that yeah that was a, that's exactly what it looked like, uh, and that's what we felt off of it. You're talking about the one that was sort of up by the tree. I was standing mm-hmm. in front of the tree. Yeah, yeah, that was Old James in there. Yeah. Well, on a side note, we do have a question that came in from one of the uh, listeners that are listening in right now. They wanted to know, have you ever been to Myrtle's Plantation? It's supposed to be the most hunted house in America. Actually, no. <laughs> we want to go. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We haven't been there. We We actually wanted to go. We want to spend the night in that place, at least one or two nights if we can. But we have two children, one ten, one eight, and we have to plant them for, you know, a weekend so we can go. Uh, we're also going to spend our honeymoon, believe it or not, at the Limp Mansion. That's one of the haunted places in St. Louis. Our anniversary. Yeah, our anniversary. <laughs> but no, I've never, we've never been to Myrtle's Plantation. We've heard about it, but we've never been there. Okay. All right. Let me see if the switchboard is going to work real quick. We have another caller that is actually on the line that has something to say. Say what's up. Hey, guys. How are you today? 
I'm all right. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, just jump in here. Basically, um, I've seen two orbs in my life, and I've been abducted. Um, let's see. The abduction the happened um, very recently. Um, I was laying on my couch, you know, getting ready to go to sleep, but something felt very strange. So I was like, um, should I go to sleep or shouldn't I go to sleep? But I was like, let me just go to sleep. You know, you know anyway, I was tired. So I dozed off, and as I'm, you know, I guess in a dream state or, I guess, you know, or somewhere else, I'm looking up and I see this gray creature or entity or whatever, and she has big eyes. Don't ask me how I knew it was a girl because it was two more on the side of her, and I knew they were, those were men. So when she started to move her lips, I could understand I guess, in that state, but I couldn't understand when I woke up. So when she opened her mouth and moved her lips, the only thing I could say was, Jesus, I said, oh, no, Jesus, something, and then I woke up. But when I woke up, I was very dizzy, like I was somewhere else, and I didn't go to sleep that night. Uh, The orbs, it was one night uh, I was, you know, sitting on my porch, it was like 3, maybe 4 o'clock in the morning. I saw a guy walking down the street, and he was walking, you know, very funny, but by this time, he should have been way down the street by this time. So then I finally just looked at him, and I saw that he was walking in one place in a very weird way. And as I looked up, I saw an orb. I didn't know it was an orb at first. It was, like, right behind a, uh, was it a, a light, a, what is it called, a street light on the street? And mm-hmm. when it started to come towards me, I got shooken and very scared. And then I came to because I knew I was out there. I was thinking of God, heaven, and, you know, looking at the stars. And I said, oh, no, God has me. God got me. But I didn't say it in that context. I said the F word, of course. When I said that, the orb looked at me and the orb flew away. And I wanted to run in and tell my mate, but at this, at this time, like I said, it's 4, maybe 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, he's sleep, getting ready to go to work. And I just decided, you know, I'll tell him in the morning. But, yeah, uh, the other orb incident, um, I was standing outside in my backyard. Um, wanted to smoke a cigarette. It was maybe like 4, maybe 5 o'clock in the morning around that time. And I was looking at my stadium, which is the RFK Stadium. And it's, like, right in my backyard. So I see this orb, and it's just sitting in the middle of the stadium. And I'm like, what is that? I was like, is that a helicopter? You know, is that an airplane? I'm like, why would that? Why would a helicopter or airplane be, you know, at the stadium this time of night? I mean, hey, I don't know. But I was like, okay. So as I'm looking, as I'm looking, the orb is just still sitting there. I wanted to run in and get my phone, but I decided, no, let me just stay here. Then the orb just disappeared. Uh, it didn't move. It just uh, disappeared. Well, Those are my stories. I mean, <laughs> that was interesting. What was the orb? How big were the orbs? That's that's what I'm interested in at this point. So was again, it like how big was the orbs? The Did you first see like one orb, orb or many? The first. I mean, it was only one. It was it was one each time. The first orb was maybe the from where I was sitting. It maybe was the size of the street light, but it was like a wow. orange, maybe, orange, maybe, orange, yellow, it was orange and yellow, 
orange, red, and yellow. That's what that's what it looked like. And mm-hmm. it never got big. It just it it, it I can't what is it? It fluttered. Is that the right word? <laughs> it shifted, mm-hmm. fluttered, or whatever, like really really fast. And then all of a sudden, when I said. What the fuck? I said, "Oh no!" She's like, "I said, God got me." <laughs> and then yeah. I, as, I, as I stood up, it flew away. And then I was like, "Oh my God, who can I say?" And I was like, "You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to you know, keep some of my Like I said, I told my mate when you know we woke up. And the other orb um, was the size of, like I said, a, maybe a helicopter, maybe. Uh, From where? I mean, I can't give you the okay. There's a river in between my backyard and where the North Cape Stadium is, and it's also a big. So it's very far. Ah, yeah. I don't know. It was it was fairly big, <laughs> fairly big, and that one was maybe a bluish, white, grayish color. That one, yeah. So now we're talking about two different things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you so much. You're welcome. So Tim. I'm here. Lakeisha. Oh, I thought I yeah. got chopped up and screwed or something again. <laughs> so, um, I'm stuck after that one. But um, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Um, I know that you have a couple of books that are out for sale and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about those. Uh, what's one of the major publications right now that you're pushing? The major that would be Nefarious Inside, Paranormal Horror Book, based on three that get involved in paranormal investigation and wind up getting a demon attachment. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the book, give it all away. There's a second right. part that's also out right now. It's called The Awakening. Uh, it's based on the same normal horror story. Uh, she, you know, someone knew this is on from there. Uh, it's a really good, uh, good, you know, about it, about it. Uh, I have a ghost RS into for young and new investigators has we probably needed some prominent normal investment and proper uh, use them everything you disposal what's the for uh, what uh, it even chapter on and other things and then there's the, the house of pain and a uh, child in in Ohio, uh, kid back in the 70s. Uh, this was Ed and Lorraine Warren around at that time. Uh, they're the biggest names in paranormal investigation. They're, they're, they're my, if, if I had this need or question, I would go to uh, Warren, or a few, John, but, uh, those are the biggest, you know, uh, knowledge base that you could probably get you know, in the paranormal field. Uh, now, 
as far as these TV shows go, I don't endorse any of them. We don't. My wife. Uh, we're more minds of of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, we're truthful, and that's what we want to give. That gives you a TV sign. If it don't, we're not out for a TV show. We're a nonprofit organization. Use our own money where we need to go, and we charge for it. Uh, and we're not same from it. We just try to help. That's all we do because there is real people out there that have real paranormal problems. They're not just looking to get on TV. They want to fix the mm-hmm. problem, you know. Uh, I mean, you could. Right. If you was a person that bought a fifty, sixty thousand dollar, or or a forty thousand dollar Victorian home that was beautiful and it was your dream home, but something was in there terrorizing you, your children, your whole family, and and the only option you have at the time is either move or get help, and we're there to help. That's what we want to do. And that's what most paranormal investigators want to do. They want to help. But then you've got others that are just in it. And it's all about. Not what it should be all about. I'm sorry, what did she say? Go ahead. She said that that's not what it should be all about. <laughs> Money, you know, I, I people. Agree. Well, I mean, at the same token, I, I gathered, you know, like you just said to us that, you know, you take your own money and you, you're doing this because, you know, there are people that need help. And I think that, you know, maybe, you know, they could, you know, give some type of donation, you know, because that equipment does cost money. And, you know, you do have your daily lives, even though this is something that you enjoy doing. Maybe, you know, people would donate. I know I would donate if someone came out to me of, you know, or just to make sure that I had a clear mind, okay, to get the unexplainable, you know, okay, this is what's really going on, or this is what's going on, and these are your options, you know, because it was something that right. you didn't know, and, you know, so we support right. you 100% with that. Now, we did have the opportunity to upload some of the, let me get it right, the the EPVs, <laughs> the EV, EVP for elect EVP. Yeah, this is body spirit that you catch on digital audio. Uh, it's EVP. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, EVP. So we did get yeah. some of those, but the the switchboard is acting a fool tonight. Uh, let me see if it'll at least let me try one of them. Um, okay. Let me see if we can get it. And then if we can hear it, you can tell us the story behind it. Let me see. Okay. So that was one of them. I really didn't hear anything. Right. Yeah. Can you hear me? It, it broke Hello? up. Okay. okay. We hear you now. Uh, all right. They would probably have to go to the website itself and hear it with headphones. Uh, the only reason they they would be able to 
you can hear it on uh on there. Evan Jensen when we was on his show, he had his audio man, you know, clean it up better. Uh I I know oh. which one that is though. That's the one where we was in an old uh cemetery back off of uh over in Greenville here in Missouri and we felt somebody with us so we got out the EVP recorder and I asked the question, who, you know, who are you? And he said his name was Jim. And I asked, what did you die from? Just out of curiosity, he said a tumor. Uh, and then we have other ones on there. Uh, we actually had kids on there on, on an EVP that asked us, could they come home and watch TV? <laughs> what? So... Yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah, that was, was we got <laughs> we got that EVP from Lormir over in Cape Girardeau, but uh, a little seven-year-old girl. Yeah, English. Yeah, a little English-speaking girl. You can even hear. You know the mausoleums that they have in cemeteries, mm-hmm. like big buildings. And they okay. Mm-hmm. I, I pulled on the, I pulled on that door one day just to go in there, and I happened to be running the EVP recorder at the time. It was in my other hand, and I used my right hand to try to pull the door. Well, it wouldn't open. It was locked, and I was disappointed because I love going to those creepy places. <laughs> you know, they're like dream right. homes. I like hanging out in those too. But anyway, uh, when I got when we got home and I played the recorder back, you can hear a seven-year-old girl that sounds like she was from England. And what she said was, you can't go in there. And, you know, she said it in an English accent. And we thought that was just great, <laughs> you know. Wow, you can't go in there. Yeah, we call her the <clears throat> Lormir girl. But the cemetery is old. I mean, it is old as Cape Girardeau itself. It's a you can't go in there. I won't be going there. <laughs> That's for sure. I won't be going there. All right. So we want to go ahead and wrap this show up for tonight. Um, for all of you listeners that are listening right now, and of course the shows are available on iTunes probably with an hour after the show, uh, we had the opportunity of getting a gift. Yes, we received a gift from Head Talker. So if you're following Head Talker on Twitter or Facebook, um, you can thank them for the fine gift. They are giving away $20, so we're giving away $20 tonight for one of you lucky people that are listening to the episode, not you, Tim and Lakeisha, but um, yes, so all you have to do is simply send us an email to promo at fomerlow, and that's F-O-M-E-R-L-O-T dot com. Your email address where you have a PayPal account and the money will be deposited there. So, again, if you're listening, you want some free money, that's all you have to do. I'm not going to repeat the steps. You have to listen to the show again to get it. All right. So, Tim and Lakeisha, we definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight and to enlighten us on what you do. Now, when you finish up your investigations, after everything is pretty much done and over, when you leave a person's house. Is there anything that you leave with them as far as any spiritual things or any type of, you know, words of 
encouragement or anything like that, what would be something that you would tell them as you're leaving? Well, if it gets after you to run, no, <laughs> we would tell them that. Uh, we we leave them some white. Uh, usually, if it's if it's pretty bad, if if somebody's is actually being hurt, see, there's a big process to go through. Sometimes, if there's demon foot, you have to get actual proof. You have to go to a liaison and get them to look at it, and then maybe do an exorcism. If it's a, if it's demons, now if it's mm-hmm. just spiritual and it's aggravating. You know, spirits that don't want to leave the the home. You can burn uh, white sage, and there's some blessings that you could say uh, that we have that we leave them as well. Um, or if they want us to, we'll bless the home before we leave. Uh, so, okay. Basically, if they have anything problems after that, you know, they could call us, but we try to go through the information we have as fast as possible and try to get back to them usually the next day uh, or the same night if we think of something, you know, that needs to be dealt with immediately. And when you – so one question I didn't ask. Uh, so where you live, are the people familiar with who you are and what you do? Do they ever ask you to come check their place out or anything like that? Most of the people that live around us are, are churchgoers, uh, Christians, which we are ourselves. We go to church. Now, if, mm-hmm. if we we have, you know, if they want to tell us, they'll tell us discreetly, and we'll do things discreetly. Uh, they're more quiet about absolutely. it. They don't want everybody to know their business, right? And it's not like when oh, we absolutely. come into your home, but we don't come into your home, film it, and put it on the Internet so everybody and their brothers can see it. You know, uh, we only do that sort of stuff if we have permission. You know, if we have footage or if we have EVPs or pictures, we usually don't ever use the address or the person's name unless they want us to. Uh, But most times around here, you know, if they have a problem and if they think they have a problem, they'll come to us, but they'll indiscreetly, you know, Mm -hmm. it won't be understood a known thing for everybody. But, yeah, everybody around here knows who we are. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, is there any closing remarks that you two want to drop us with? We do have your information on the – in the bio section of the show segment, but feel free to go ahead and spit that out along with your handles and ways that people can reach you should they want to discreetly, of course, um, reach out to you that are listening and things of that nature. Y'all can go from there. Well, if they have, uh, if they want to reach us, uh, they can get us at, at Tim W. Bird one on Twitter, uh, at Lakeisha M. Bird at Twitter, at Ghost Stalkers PR on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, our email is on our bio. If they need to contact us discreetly, they can do so through an email or contact us at Ghost Stalkers uh, PRS Investigations at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the other information is just on the bios, and we're easy to contact. We respond to every message we get. We check our mails ourselves uh, quite frequently. Uh, we're on there all the time. Um, and we're happy to answer any questions. Or Usually we'll go anywhere if it's not too far and we have the money to go. 
uh, like I said, we're we're a nonprofit, or you know, me and my wife. It's just us two. We do everything ourselves, everything from EVPs to video, and we use our own money to fund what we do. So to help everybody that anybody that needs help. But All and right. that, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight where we had a conversation with Tim and Lakeisha Bird, real paranormal stalkers, hunters, however you want to call it, but I call them the experts. Uh, Thank you again for this special birthday uh, show that you did with me tonight, along with Fermerlo Entertainment. We're excited that on this Saturday we will be releasing uh, from our group through royalty, we will be releasing the holiday track titled Grateful. It should be available to you on iTunes and along with all of those Spotify and all the other distribution channels. So be checking that out and hopefully we can get some real good traction because these artists have been grinding out in South Africa and we really, 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 really enjoyed having them on the show. Tim and Lakeisha, thank you again. We look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Don't let the next time I hear from you be on next year on my birthday. That will be really trifling, and I will be sad. Okay? But until next time, everybody, do more than dream a dream. Live it. Holla.